Hello. Hi. Rachel White. Yes. How are you? I'm well. <laughs> That's good. How you, are you? I am a little bit frazzled. <laughs> this came out of a meditation and uh, I didn't land very well. <laughs> yes. So I'm just trying to find myself. Reground. Yes, reground, yeah. Mm. Um, so you, are you the owner of Soul Centered? I am the owner of Soul Centered, yes. Yes, that's centered as in smell. As in aroma, yeah, as yeah, in right. smell, yes. And you're an author? I am an author, yes. Do you have any other hidden talents that we don't know about? Um, I am a practicing clairvoyant and yes. coach and healer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. There are a couple of other talents I have up my sleeve. Any, any other ones? I use, I'm a vibrational aromatherapist. That sounds interesting. Is, is Archangel Aromatherapy? Yes. That's very interesting. Yes. I, I definitely want to find out about that. Yeah. But first, mm-hmm. um, I want to find out how you got into such things. How I got into such things yes. spiritually? Yes. <clears throat> so. Was there a before spiritual life? There was. Well, yes. I yes. would say there was a. Uh, a very unconscious yes. existence, mm-hmm. and then there was a very harsh transition into uh, a very conscious existence, I yes. would say. So how did that happen? Um, so my husband was diagnosed with um, depression and um, almost took his life, mm-hmm. and so that catapulted me into a world of sort of navigating the health system, trying to um, get him well. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had our first child. We just um, bought our first house and we were renovating. He was doing his master's, you know, and he just sort of spiralled into um, a deep clinical depression. And um, I think like anybody who's experienced a health issue, it becomes all-consuming until you're well. So mm-hmm. so that's what I did. I embarked on the um, – with him uh, – navigating the health system to try and get him well and um, nothing really worked. Yeah, right. And Mm. I'd always been quite spiritual but I was very much in the closet Mm -hmm. and I had had a – whenever I sort of got to a crisis point in my life, I'd always visit a couple of numerologists or astrologists or clairvoyants to get, you know, a bit of redirection Mm -hmm. and I had – a really old, worn-out um, oracle card deck called the I Ching, and I used to refer to that, but I certainly didn't tell anyone. It was in my side table, and yeah. I certainly didn't whip it out for anyone to see. Yeah, right. And, um, yeah, and so uh, when things got really bad, and, you know, I was a half-glass-full kind of girl. Like, that's mm. I'm the ultimate optimist, but with depression and and my son was also very ill with eczema so it just felt like my world was caving in on me mm-hmm. and i was raised a catholic and short of praying and asking for help nothing really seemed to work and then um i started to uh, i was working in uh, mental health at the time as well and um so you were doing that as a as your job as a, yeah that was my uh-huh. i worked in uh, community mental health yeah. yeah i was working with um, mentally ill uh, young people, mm-hmm. and so you were, so sorry, but you were like doing that as a full time and job, and then coming home, and your husband was also yeah, not, like not during well mentally, yeah. yeah, during him being unwell, I took a um, a job in uh, mental health, so mm-hmm. 
um, he he became so unwell mm. and that he couldn't he couldn't function he couldn't work, mm. and so you know every, it just took us to the wall financially everything it was very very hard, mm. and like I think any any person any family that experiences illness it you know it uh, becomes very hard and I remember you know having to negotiate with the bank not to lose our house, mm-hmm. and um, yeah it, it was a crisis so. Um, I had started to um, meditate and I started to um, tap into my spiritual side. I sort of met a couple of people who were working with me who were uh, quite spiritual and so we would talk about certain things and um, I had an experience uh, after having a conversation with one of my friends um, around energy and being impacted and energy that sort of gets caught in your aura and um, I asked my husband whether or not he could feel or sense anything around him and uh, he said that he could Mm. and in that moment everything sort of changed and we had an experience where my grandmother and angels came to and presented themselves to us and it was just it was extraordinary it was it was like a miracle and I had been asking for help and it showed up and from that point um, for two years we were guided, spiritually guided by angels and my grandmother on how to heal his depression mm. and my child's eczema. Yeah, right. And I didn't tell anyone and I said to my husband, we can't tell anybody about this because we'll think people will think we're totally nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, in our little Can ha- I ask a question about that? Sure. How did they reveal themselves? Was it in like... There was a moment. So um, I had just gotten off the phone from a friend and we were talking about auras and darkness in auras and she was a clairvoyant and she was saying, look, it's not great when you see something dark in your aura and there's certain colours that can show up that, you know, there's like browns and blacks and and um, I just heard this voice that said to me, um, ask Ben if he can see something in his aura. Mm. And I opened the screen door. I got off the phone for her, opened the screen door, and I said, Benny, do you ever see anything out, out of the in your peripheral vision? Any? And he burst into tears and just said, oh, my God, I can see this darkness, and it just keeps getting stronger and stronger, mm. and I didn't want to tell you. And then all of a sudden it was like an energy just came and over the both of us mm-hmm. and time just took, stood still. Mm. And I could see things and I could feel things and there was a hymn that my grandmother used to play to me. Mm. And so – but there was this amazing sense of calmness. Mm. And over the course of time the angels started to reveal – so I could see energy moving around. I could see apparition. Mm-hmm. Um but those apparitions and that energy and that tuning in became stronger as they taught me how to tune in and get the messages from them. Mm-hmm. And my husband could also um, see them and feel them as well. Yeah, right. And what was his perspective on spiritual stuff before that? Was he into it or was it? No. No. <laughs> God, no, no. He yeah. was like a, no, he yeah. was a, you know, student of economics and a DJ. He mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, the only thing spiritual was, you know, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wasn't. You yeah. know, anything spiritual was a, you know, a good house party back in the day. So that was yeah. that was his but no, he wasn't really mm. and was he well how did how did it, obviously he's in a d- darkness and depression, so that would have been a bit of a weird experience. It was, yeah. Mm. It was um it was and it 
well, it makes you question everything. You, you know, there was our we had a whole altered reality. There was um, opportunity. There was you know we were in a place of hopelessness, mm. and it wasn't hopeless anymore. Mm -hmm. Like there was a solution. Mm -hmm. And everyone in the medical profession just kept on saying to me, he's not going to get better. Like that's mm -hmm. it. And I just couldn't believe that that, that was possible, mm -hmm. you know, for him and my son who was unwell. Mm -hmm. But um, and that wasn't it. And so by, work, by uh, you know, the angels sort of made it very clear to me that, you know, if you – um, stay connected and guided and tuned in that there is a higher consciousness that you can tap into mm. that will lovingly guide you to the solutions that you need. Mm -hmm. And that we, all of us, not just me, all of us have that capacity. Yeah, And that to me was extraordinary. Mm -hmm. That was just, you know, it changed my life, Yeah, you know, and his. And mm. over a two-year period, they gently, gently guided us um, how to – for him to get well and how to get well. And he's, he doesn't have depression anymore. He hasn't for a very long time. What's some of the things that they guided you to do? So um, for him, it was definitely meditation. So mm -hmm. he's a, a very, very big meditate. You know, he meditates a lot mm -hmm. and he's really good at it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, really good at it. Yeah. yeah. So he would get a lot of channeled information. It gets a lot of guidance, mm -hmm. as do I, mm -hmm. in meditation and um, uh, for him, you know, he's a big runner as well. So running uh, triathlons and stuff like that, you know, but he can find that at a certain point in a, you know, running that he will eventually, it's, it's like meditation mm -hmm. pretty much. It certainly connects him in. Um, and past life therapy was another um, amazing therapy that they, having been raised a Catholic, I didn't know anything really about reincarnation and past lives. So yeah. this was a really interesting aspect of our, you know, um, of our spiritual self that the, um, that I was, that they taught us about and going back and, and healing. And so um, the Catholic point of view is this is only one go. You only get one life. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 That, that's it. There's no coming back. Mm -hmm. Like once you're done, you're done. Yeah. Yeah. So then this, this kind of was opened up to you to see that, there's something to heal from other lives. Yeah, that this yeah. concept of that there are things that can come through from past lives that get triggered in this life mm -hmm. as a way of bringing up uh, sort of things that we'd like to heal, things that can stop us in our, our tracks. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe a series of um, issues that have continued to play out for us on our journey to enlightenment mm -hmm. and to becoming well, that we karmically, when we reincarnate, we've got a couple of goals that we want to kick. Yeah. We don't always, there's no sort of divine plan on, on these karmic goals that we want to hit, but they're, they're almost our own. Mm -hmm. So... If you, if you want to pursue them, if you want to get well, then, um, you know, you have to look at it and you can go back and see how this has played out in previous lives. And mm -hmm. certainly for him there was some emotional dysfunction that was presenting in this life that was connected to previous lives that he had to look at mm -hmm. and then, you know, and shut off. Yeah. And certainly, you know, um, the fact that he'd suicided – in previous lives was something that he, that, you know, when he went into a deep meditation, he could go back and see how it was something that he kept on doing life after life after life. And in this life, he was given the, the opportunity again to 
um, to conquer it. Mm-hmm. And so that was the, one of the karmic things that he, that he was challenged to, to do. Literally face that darkness. To face it, on, yeah, yeah. To face it, to, to find out where it comes from and to face it and mm-hmm. to release it and heal it, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, during that two-year period that we were sort of guided, there was techniques that we we just found that when we got quiet or when we did meditate that um, we could hear the guidance mm-hmm. a lot clearer and being able to center yourself um, without necessarily being having to go into a deep meditation all the time. Mm. For him, he he likes to be able to do that. He gets a lot more channeled guidance when he for me I I can get it on the run Mm -hmm. so I can find a kind of a a centered peace within um as I'm rushing around maybe that's because I'm a mum yeah you know (laughs) got a multitask (laughs) I've got a multitask so it's like no time to meditate meditate on the run Mm -hmm. just find an inner an inner peace quickly Mm -hmm. you know yeah Mm. yeah meditation has been certainly key Mm -hmm. to that it's very very good yeah so then was that when you were in, living in Sydney or Central Coast? Yeah, we, li- we lived on the, the Central Coast and then we moved um, to Sydney. And uh, Where about I, specifically on the Central Coast? I lived in a little place called Gosford. Yeah? Yeah. I used to go to Wee Wee Bay for Christmas every year. Oh, did year. you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, a, um, it's a sleepy little beach place, the mm-hmm. Central Coast. So it used to be probably, probably booming now, it's isn't it? It's pretty pumping now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was the eldest of five, mm-hmm. so uh, my brothers and sisters still live there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, when you go back, uh, everyone everyone knows you. You yeah. know, you go down to the, the local shops and you run into everyone from primary school right through. So yeah, right, yeah. it's a nice little community, yeah. you know, because there's mm-hmm. so many of us yeah. in my family. Everybody, Knew everyone. you know a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's nice. It's nice. But um, my husband was from Sydney and we lived, um, we moved to Sydney and I had, I opened a practice um, in New Af- Obviously after this time yeah, of two, yeah. two years. Yeah. So after that, we we moved to Sydney and um, uh, I was guided to open a practice and I opened it in Newtown in Sydney and that's where I sort of began um, working with people in mm-hmm. um Supporting them, coaching and healing, and um, doing readings. Yeah, Did you find that that they came to you naturally once you had the skills to help people. They just find you. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was strange, like the way that people um, would find me. It was mm. very interesting. I mean, mm. sometimes people would tell me that they had a dream. I remember one guy said he he had a dream. Um, and he just knew where to come, you yeah. know. <laughs> and uh, some of my clients now recently told me that, you know, at the Mind Body Spirit Festival, they they were told go three three rows across and then five down, and that's who you need to talk to. Mm. I'm like, no way. And they're like, seriously, that's how I knew yeah. how to come to you. So mm. it's strange. I remember a, a man who was an amazing pranic healer was driving past, jumped out of a taxi, and came in and said, I've just got to meet with you. Mm. And um, I, at that moment I had an opening. It was freaky. Yeah, so yeah. Mm-hmm. people, you know, energetically are drawn to you definitely. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, sometimes they don't even know why they're there. Yeah. You know, I say, mm-hmm. oh, your soul bought you. Your soul dragged you here. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so it's really nice. So 
yeah, it was. Uh, I loved working in Newtown. You got all sorts of different um, people from all walks of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what were you? What were you doing there? What services were you doing there? Yeah, so uh, I was doing um, readings. So I do um, clairvoyant uh, readings, angel readings, mm-hmm. where I work with the angels and get guidance and support. Um, I do coaching, so um, I work with people who are look, wanting to move forward in any part of their lives mm-hmm. and also develop spiritually as well. Yeah. And um, I do hands-on healing so I can heal um you know, people uh, energetically, mm-hmm. and um, I do exorcism. That's one of the right. That sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So that's one of the main. That was probably one of the main therapies that I uh, f- sort of fell into. I'm pretty good at it, actually, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't. Um, I don't know why, but I just am. So, can you explain what, what that is? Because obviously, people have an idea of the I movie, think, The Exorcist. Yes, everyone thinks of Linda Blair, you know, spinning head. Yes, yeah, and it's really nothing like that. Yes. So, um, it's a really privileged, um, I feel, a very mm. privileged position to be in to be able to pass pass lost souls over, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of lost souls walking around, and there's a lot of souls that of all different varieties, just like human beings. Mm-hmm. And uh, they can get trapped in people's spaces and they can get trapped in people. Mm-hmm. And it can have a significant um, impact on our um, emotional, physical and um, energetic wellness. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, so when I first opened my practice in Newtown, I thought, great, I'm just going to do a couple of readings and ease into it and was a total departure from you know what I had done before. Yeah, you know I was had an undergraduate in business, undergraduate degree in business and marketing, and you know then all of a sudden I found myself you know being a healer mm-hmm. and um, doing readings, yeah. and I thought I'm just going to ease into this, uh, you know, and then bang, there was no easing into it. <laughs> um, nothing like throwing um, throwing you in the in the deep end and. You know, person after person that the first like two weeks of bookings, book solid was mm-hmm. people that had come and they specifically asked for spirit releasement, which is another term for exorcism. Mm-hmm. And that means that they were aware that they had something within them. Yeah. So yeah. they were very conscious um, of the fact that um, they could feel something and they could certainly see something and that they, and mm-hmm. there's certain symptoms um, that people present with, with if they do have an attachment. Mm-hmm. And um, Like what? And they were very, so like in children, for example, it can be a complete shift in personality. They can mm-hmm. become um, very, um, uh, you know, their behaviours can become quite violent. They can, they usually spit and they usually swear. Mm-hmm. So they're very significant signs. And um, I do a lot of work with teenagers because teenagers are very vulnerable emotionally and so that can allow for sometimes attachment to happen there. So mm-hmm. it can be a complete shift in personality where the person doesn't feel like their mind is their own. Mm-hmm. Are drugs involved sometimes in that? Drugs are certainly they- will um, put holes in the aura mm-hmm. and it will diminish your vibration. So it just basically allows anybody that wants to attach and come for the ride, it mm-hmm. gives them, it's basically like opening the door. Yeah, right. Thank you very much and you come. Yeah. Um, but sometimes, it, you know, energy, spirit can be very opportunistic. And there's such things as sexually transmitted demons? Uh, <laughs> I've never heard of that before, but okay. no, no. No, you can't get it, you can't, like, they don't, you know, cross-contaminate uh, sex? 
they jump across during yeah. sex. You, well, because you'd be open that your your oral would be open to someone else if they had. If you there there is a um, with a deep connection like that, there definitely can be some jumping across where mm-hmm. an energy can can jump across. That's yeah. for sure. Okay. Um. So yeah, it's a um. So that is basically what I what I did. That was like my first. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think that the angels were sort of guiding me to create a framework that was going to work because mm-hmm. I never really had any formal training in exorcism. I was just sort of guided by them. It's a bit hard to get formal training. It doesn't have it. There's no, there's no <laughs> yeah. real, there's no real TAFE course, is there? No, no. Uh, there, <laughs> there wasn't Uni any exorcism course. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So yeah. it was a, a certainly an interesting, and then I also, you know, clear people's haunted houses. Mm-hmm. So um, where people are experiencing real um, and very, um, sometimes really, you know, difficult challenges energetically and spiritually. Mm-hmm. And um, they themselves are very vulnerable and, you know, they need um, support and guidance as to how to, to you know, to um, pass over the energies that are in their space mm-hmm. um, and lovingly and gently. And that's, that's sort of what I do. Yeah. yeah. And how do you protect yourself? Protection is a huge thing. Mm. So I remember... Um, I always sort of teach this to my clients at the outset and anybody that's doing any sort of um, healing work, I always, you know, recommend this is, you know, it's very important to shield your energy. So Mm. I always um, shield my energy with colours and I ground my energy. So I'll go and close my eyes and then create a bubble of light around me and it's Mm -hmm. colour of white, pink, purple and lead and then I zip zip it up and that and then I also put um ground my feet into the earth and I call in for protection it's a very basic it's in my book it's just a very basic protection ritual that I do every um morning and every night Mm -hmm. and if I'm going into an environment that's really um strong and energetically um harsh then I'll reinstate that um, shield anytime. Yeah. But you have to, I mean, if, if you're meditating or if I'm practicing yoga, you know, because you're opening your energy up, it's like opening the door and saying, come in, you yeah. know, I'm open. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're welcome to come in. And I was, whenever I would do a meditation, if I would drop into the meditation, and it didn't feel right. I knew that I was basically tuning into the wrong, you know, radio station. I needed to, you know, go back out and go in again. Yeah. Yeah. So, cause you can, you can just tune into the wrong frequency. Mm-hmm. Mm. You're right. So protection is, and I remember the angels sort of saying for two years, you have to do this every day. I'm like, every day? No, <laughs> it's too busy. And mm. then I noticed that like my energy would be off kilter. I'd get really tired. I'd, you know, I'm empathic and, you know, like a lot of people. And so I'd be like taking on it, other people's stuff. And, mm. you know, then I finally got it. They're like, you know, you brush your teeth, you put a seatbelt on, you know, you don't step out the door without doing that. Put your shield up. You're too sensitive and you'll just, otherwise you'll feel like you're constantly in an energetic washing machine, Yeah, you know, and you'll, everyone will be hijacking your energy, Mm -hmm. which is so true. Yeah. So, and the more I think the older that I, the the older I get and the, the more that you go along and the more work you do on yourself, you become even more sensitive. So Mm -hmm. you've got a shield. Yeah. Mm. Cool. So what about what you do now? Um, so, okay, so now... Because you, you moved down here from Sydney, I, yeah, I take it. Yeah. yeah, so I had my practice in Sydney for five years mm-hmm. and um, 
it was fabulous. And then I um, I did my postgraduate in um, positive psychology at RMIT here by distance and my master of wellness. And um, I, whilst I was in private practice in Sydney, I developed the aromatherapy. Mm. So I just found that um, uh, when my clients were coming in, that they were getting stuck emotionally and that they needed extra support and I needed to be able to clear energetic mass in the body that was being trapped in there from sort of emotional dysfunction. And so I channeled um, the Archangel Aromatherapy. And so uh, in 2015, I launched that at the International Spa and Beauty Expo. And then I was invited to speak in Melbourne um, about spirituality in spas. Mm -hmm. The spas are just like little healing temples. They're places where people go to you know, be massaged and, and looked after. Yes. And um, there's another word that's in there and it's like chemist. What's the other word that's for within your spa something? Apocathery. Apocathery. What's yeah. apocathery? So an apocathery is like an old, uh, it's basically like an old chemist. Mm-hmm. But in ancient times, the monks used to run the old apocatheries mm-hmm. and they would make tinctures and herbs and aromatics that were used for spiritual healing they Mm -hmm. used to pick the plants from out the back and there's a very famous one in Florence and uh, I traveled to Barcelona and to Madrid when I was researching because my the idea was to create a spiritual sanctuary for healing and transformation but you know based on the apocatheries of old times where Mm -hmm. we dispense vibrational medicine Mm -hmm. uh, to support people on their um, spiritual path yeah cool so that's Mm. also at your spa yeah, so yeah. that's that's all dispensed there, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a prescribed, so it's like a prescription. Mm-hmm. So it's a spiritual apocatheory where we're kind of dispensing anything that supports you energetically, emotionally, and spiritually. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's fundamentally what the um, the aromatherapy does. It's it's a vibrational medicine, cool. so it supports your your energy and emotional healing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what about, is there like a spa there as well? Like, like yeah. Is, like a sauna, is it a sauna or what no, is No, no, no. So downstairs is like the, it's a full retail apothecary mm-hmm. spa. And then um, upstairs are sort of four treatment rooms. And mm. uh, that's where you can have like um, crystal treatments. You can have aromatherapy massage and you can have readings done. You can have mm-hmm. palmistry, tarot. Um, energy healing, Reiki, anything that it's a, it's a spiritual spa. Mm-hmm. So anything that's going to support your um, spiritual healing, yep. uh, you can have there. Cool. Yeah. So it's only sort of eight weeks old, but it was a dream of mine for a very long time. Yep. Having my practice in Newtown and then moving to, to Melbourne, I wanted to finish my book, publish mm-hmm. my book. And then the idea was to try and find uh, a space for Soul Centered to to open and create um, this unique place where you could be spiritually nurtured and um, explore lots of different spiritual modalities Mm -hmm. to support your healing. Mm. Cool. So tell us a little bit about your book. Yeah, so my book is about how to live a spiritually guided life. And it's called I Am a Soul Champion. I Am a Soul Champion, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's basically a little bit about the story of um, how my spiritual how I became on my spiritual path through mm-hmm. um, crisis. Yeah. And 
it also has um, how to live a spiritually guided life through manifestation, using intuition, uh, positivity, and archangel aromatherapy. Mm-hmm. And it gives an, a lot of rituals, so healing rituals that you can do to you know protect yourself, to 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 cut your energy off if it's being drained by other people, and to also in the middle it's got a guide where you can look up how you're feeling emotionally and how, what you want to work through and deal with and which aromatherapy will work to support you to, through that and which angel yeah cool yeah so it's like a little mm. healing guide beautiful mm. Mm. i'll have yeah. to give it a read it was a lot of uh a lot of work it was hard to sort of put everything into a um into a little book i think i've got a, another 10 books to come yeah right yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so but mm. i had to sort of uh, wind it in luckily i had a good editor that sort of chopped chop chop yeah yeah which is good it's yeah. hard especially when you love all of it you don't want to leave any of it out no yeah. it's like i've got so much to tell and so many stories and mm-hmm. so many um but you have to condense it because you think well that's a whole other book you know in in itself so yeah. there's a lot more um books and a lot more aromatherapy to come Mm -hmm. so Mm. what's can can we go a little bit deeper into archangel aromatherapy sure explain what that is and how that works yeah so the archangel aromatherapy um what i noticed as a practitioner when i was working with people was that they would become uh they would be going along really well but then they would get stuck in their emotional Mm. dysfunction Mm. and when i would lay them down and do the hands-on healing i literally could see the emotional dysfunction, whether it was denial or whether it was fear. And, you know, as Einstein said, energy is matter and matter is energy. So when Mm. you constantly focus on a negative emotion, it eventually manifests as Mm. matter within the energetic construct of the body. So um, I asked the angels, how do I eradicate this? Because it's almost like, just trips people up Mm -hmm. like they're going so well like they're really committed and emotionally and energetically they're there and then they get to a point and it keeps on you know tripping them up Mm -hmm. how do I continue to support them and can I get rid of it because I'm all about getting rid of things because I just think you can yeah where there's a will there's a way Mm -hmm. and so um that was when I was guided to, uh, and I'd been using aromatherapy for a while. And I was, uh, I had Archangel Michael, who's the angel of protection, and he sort of came to me and said um, to blend the oils and use the oils. And I started to blend up a few of the oils and started to use them with my clients. And then um, for each, for there's like fifteen archangels. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know anything. I don't know. But okay, continue on. Okay, so there's like 15 archangels. The archangels are the overseers of the guardian angels and there's there's like nine choirs. And the archangel's job, I suppose, is to support human beings because it's tough mm-hmm. for us. And archangels have been written into uh, many, many spiritual texts, but they um, are non-denominational, which means that you anybody can work with them. They're not aligned with any particular religion. Mm-hmm. And there's 15 of them that I work with, and each archangel has a primary area of support. Mm-hmm. They have a spiritual area of support, then they have an emotional area, and then they may have a life area that they support you with. So Archangel Michael, for example, he is the archangel of clearing and protecting your energy, both physically and spiritually. Mm-hmm. He also helps people with anxiety and depression, but he also helps people with 
their life purpose, so mm. what it is that they want to get on with. So they're they're multifaceted, but his primary one is is protection and um, uh, protection, spiritual protection, and and clearing um, negative energy. Mm-hmm. So um, and he's sort of the one that most people start working with because when most people come into me to see me, they're very much in their fear. Mm. Uh, so it's a place that we all go to. It's you know we, we default we have this default button to fear. So they come to know him and work with him um, and he sort of guides my life in many ways and he guided uh, guided me to develop the range. Mm-hmm. And so then each archangel, each of the 15, uh, came to me in meditation and guided me on the oils that I needed to use. Mm-hmm. And essential oils are really powerful. They're a very ancient tool for healing. Mm-hmm. And because they have the capacity, like nothing else, to access the deep recesses of the brain, so the essential oil molecule molecules, so essential oils are like the uh, uh, steam, so they're steamed from plants and flowers, and it's the it's the oil, it's like the life force, the blood of the aroma. Yes. So when you inhale it, an essential oil, because the molecules are so small, they are able to go deep into the recesses of the limbic brain mm-hmm. where all of our emotional processing is. But they also can go very, very deep into the cellular structure mm. of our body, which is where we hold a lot of our emotional dysfunction. Mm-hmm. And because they're of such a high vibration, anything of a lower vibration, an emotional dysfunction of fear, denial, da-da-da-da, mm-hmm. no longer has the capacity to stay. Yeah. It just dissipates. Mm. And with the constant, when you meet that emotional dysfunction with working on it from a positive point of view and changing out some of that negative dialogue, um, and then you're supported with the oil, which sends you back into that positive dialogue, and then you have that angel that you can call on for extra support, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful marriage. Yeah. And so it becomes um, a prescription mm-hmm. um, for supporting you rather than going to the doctor and getting an antidepressant. Cool. And it's an ancient, ancient, ancient tool that, mm. you know, that we need to, uh, that we can t- all tap into. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so I, d- I channeled the first eight and used it on my clients and it was, they loved it. Mm. And then they asked me for all 15. And so I um, purchased the oils from all around the world mm-hmm. and they're all wildcrafted or certified organic. So they're very high vibrational. Mm-hmm. And essential oils are like wine. They... Um, you know, they, you can have good quality and bad quality. There's organic, there's non-organic, there's synthetic. And yeah. um, so the stuff that I get is pretty good quality. It's yeah. the best, actually. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, and, and I, I love it. I just think it, it's, it transforms. And then when you partner your um, emotional healing with massage, and so the oils mm. are vigorously rubbed into the body, um, you know, into the chakra system, into the energetic system, you get some profound, like, you know, an all-over massage in um, an aromatherapy oil, an archangel aromatherapy. There is a significant transition that happens. Mm, I'm going to have to come and get one of those, You're going to have to absolutely (laughs) come and have one. Yes. Cool. Well, thank you so much for having me. No, thanks thanks for coming all the way in and having a chat. Um, where can we find you if people want to find more information on your book or on Soul Centered? Yeah, so Soul Centered is located at 569 Burwood Road in Hawthorne. Mm-hmm. 
and um, they can find they can follow us at www.soulcentered. It's s o u l s c e n t e d dot com dot au, as in the scent. Yep. And um, yeah, they can find out about all the treatments and the book and everything, and they can just pop in and visit us. We've got a, a number of workshops and things that we run. So when do, when do they when do they come up? They come up all the time. So because mm-hmm. we've been only open eight weeks. Um, I've just been trying to uh, get everything up and running. So I'm starting to put more and more. Uh, we, I think we've got a really great conscious breath workshop um, coming up. We've got a manifesting one that I'm running and we've got a great moon um, manifesting uh, gathering of women that uh, I posted up this morning, which is we've got, we're coming into an astrologically really potent time mm-hmm. uh, where we've got two super new moons and uh, a full moon full moon and then a full moon on a total eclipse yeah right which astrologically is pretty full on Mm -hmm. so we decided that we'd sort of have a gathering and uh bring people together for that because it's yeah do a bit of manifesting that's all on your website it's all on the website any instagram um yeah yes i've got an instagram account under soul centered yep and um and i've got a personal instagram account under rachel white clairvoyant healer cool um yeah, and Facebook pages as well under the same Soul Centered mm-hmm. and Rachel White. Yeah. Cool. And normally I like to get people to give us a bit of wisdom, like a, a nugget of some sort, maybe their favorite piece of all time or something that gets gets you through the hard times or something. I don't know, something. <laughs> I think um, it was actually something I was talking about today, which is a really big thing Um about manifesting. I was talking to a client about manifesting certain things and how people um, arrive at things with an expectation. Mm. And sometimes when you don't get uh, what you want or what you expect and you lose out on something, um, to never really give up because beyond that is usually, if not always, something Mm. better. Mm Mm-hmm. And that is a really profound thing for me. When I was in a deep state of crisis and when um, I was trying to keep my head above water, when things didn't play out for me, um, I just visualised where I wanted to go and held tight onto that vision of hope and um, I stayed you know, listening to my soul. Mm. Um, and when you listen to your soul, which is all positive and loving and hopeful and not listen to the ego, Mm -hmm. then, uh, it will definitely lead you to the right place. And there are sometimes when things don't show up the way that we want them to or expect to, but, um, when they don't show up, it usually means something better is coming. So to keep on going. Cool. Yeah. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Bye.